It's Isabella Levy, business mentor, speaker, and the host of More Than Just a Trophy Wife, a podcast where we talk all things reality, riches, and relationships. Let's get to it. Hello, podcast fam, and welcome back to More Than Just a Trophy Wife. So today is a very special day as it is mine and Kenji's 11th year anniversary. So today I thought we would do something special uh, and invite the one and only Kenji onto the podcast to open up a conversation with him just about our journey so far and really give you an insight into our relationship. You know, on social media, it can kind of look like everyone's picture perfect, but that's the way it's been made out to be. Uh, And I want to make sure that I'm sharing more than just what surface level is. Uh, So Kenji and I met uh, at high school, the ages of 12 and 13, and have literally grown up together and developed into the people that we are today. Uh, Our journey has definitely not been easy. Uh, We have worked through many challenges and of course, like any other relationship, still do. Kenji is a professional footballer who currently plays for National in Madeira, which is where we are also living. This island is so beautiful. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. It is just so peaceful. I do really think it's a dream come true. Kenji is also the founder of On The Ball Mindset, which supports professional footballers to be their best on and off the pitch through different products and services. So together, our mission is to really break the stereotype of the football world. You know, for most, footballers are perceived to have a perfect life and their partners are perceived to go along with it. Uh, And we know that as people perceive it that way, the world can start living up to what the picture perfect way should be. Uh, When in fact, we know that is definitely far from the truth. Being a footballer is far from easy uh, and a lot is demanded from them, especially through Kenji's experience. I've seen that. Uh, And then being a partner of a player too, a lot of pressure just comes along with that as well. So Kenji and I have personally experienced uh, this throughout our time in the athlete world. And today we are going to share the behind the scenes of it all with you. So let me welcome to the show, the love of my life, Mr. Kenji Gore. How are you doing today, baby? I'm so well. I'm so well. Thank you for having me on your show. You are so Amazing welcome. intro. What an intro. I know, you know. That is so unbelievable intro to be fair. And I'm, you you know what it's been it's been a long journey mm-hmm. we've been through a lot of things a lot of ups and downs more ups <laughs> but um but really it's a privilege to to be on this show with you and to also see the impact that you're actually making in this world just inspires me to continue to do what i'm doing and you're a blessing to my life and i thank you for everything that you're doing Thank you. I love you so much. Um, I think a really good place for us to start would be like a really big misconception that you think that the football world has on it. Because I know that you could answer that question in so many different ways, but personally, Mm. like what do you feel is a misconception? You know, there's so many misconceptions that are actually put on us you know, in the media and and stuff like that, we get portrayed to be something that we might not even be. Mm -hmm. I think first and foremost, we need to realize that we are humans. You know, we are human beings, we have feelings, we have emotions. And sometimes we get placed on, in a platform 
and in, in the football world especially, you get placed into circumstances and you now have to act something that you might not be. Mm. So when you have to act and put up a front of, of where you might not be, there's like a barrier there and you cannot be your authentic self. So you can see it in a changing room a lot where people aren't being their true self. And just to get back on your question to, to the biggest misconception is also to do with how we get portrayed on the outside. You know, like they say that we're dumb, footballers are dumb, but how can you perceive one person Maybe one person's done, but that doesn't mean everybody's done, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, it goes back to every way, every way, every way of life about if some, if one person in a community does something, that means everybody does it, mm -hmm. you know, like, and that's where, and that's where it comes back to, you know, biggest misconception for me is, is that we are dumb, but mm -hmm. that's not the truth. And there is no truth behind that because there's people that are getting the education. There's people that are, do have a lot of wisdom. There are people that out there that are making the most out of their life and not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. Yeah, like for me, I hear you. I've never like looked at the football world as dumb. I'd mm. say that they do dumb things because they do live up to what the world perceives them as they feel like they're in this invisible box. So then they just start living it out. But for me, like, I think the biggest misconception is they've got it all together. Mm. Like, just because a footballer seems to have a really good wage and people worship money, yeah. everyone thinks their life is sorted. Yeah. When the truth behind that is, even if they do have money, maybe they don't even know how to handle it. They don't know how to manage it. But behind the money, it's... Who have they got to share the money with? What's the experience that goes into it? Like, have they got their true happiness? And I bet there's so many of your friends too that even feel like I've got all of this, but I've still not got my true happiness. Mm. And on the pitch, they can score a goal and they can run and just look like the main man on top of the world. But yeah, you feel on top of the world on the pitch, but that's only, you know, two hours of your week what happens when you're off the pitch and when you're at home? And for me, that is a huge, huge difference. Powerful. And what you said is the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's actually true. On that pitch, you can be on top of the world. You get the messages after it. Well done. Well done, Kenji. Well done. Well done, bro. You did your thing. You must be so proud. Your family must be so proud of you. But on the inside, you're not feeling it. Yeah. You know, on the inside, when you come home to your secret place and you're alone, you're not really feeling that same hype or the hype wears off. And now it's like, who am I? Yeah. You know, we have to realize like what I've realized as well in my career so far is that we're way more than just footballers. Mm -hmm. You know, there's way more to life than just football. You know, there's your career, but there's other parts of your life that can also make you happy. Mm -hmm. You know, we place our happiness in a source that is full of ups and downs. We place our happiness in something that, you know, is inconsistent. So like what you said is so powerful and it's something that doesn't get spoken about. And that's why I'm so happy that we're actually having this conversation because it's bringing out stuff in me that I didn't even realize. Yeah. What are some things that you didn't speak about? Like you referred to, you have this secret place mm. off the pitch. Um, and for me, seeing what your secret place was, it was cool, but it wasn't like, you lived an amazing life, like half the time you were sleeping, the other half you were just playing on PlayStation. Then we'd go for a meal, but you'd be on your phone anyway. Um, and for me, I found it very hard to 
connect with you on a deeper level. Mm. Um, our relationship was very surface level for a while. Even then, we didn't think like that because, you know, we've always been in love uh, and I've always been obsessed with you. But I mean, like, I never knew the person that you are now mm. to who you were, even though you could have answered the same yeah. questions. So why did you feel that you had to have this secret life? Um, and what was that secret life then looking like for you compared to what other people may have perceived as? I think, you know, football is, is, is full of pressure. It's full of emotions. It's full of things that you, you, you experience, you know, you experience hard things in, in, in your industry that you're like, you get, suddenly you get the new contract, the next you're not playing. Then you're looking like you play, you're going to make it into some, you're going to prosper out all your dreams. Then suddenly you're not. Mm -hmm. So it's like handling them emotions and handling that sort of pressure. It's like all the stress that in football brings, you come home, you're like, how can I take, where can I take it out? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to get some FIFA to, to play, to get my mind off it. I'm going to go to the casino. I'm going to go gamble to take my mind off what I'm actually thinking, mm -hmm. you know? So you, and, and the football world is portrayed in a way that it's dog eat dog. Yeah. You know, it's in a way that's like, I need to be better than you. I need to be that step ahead of you. I need to always do more in order to get my spot, mm. you know? So it's like a constant battle. So you're constantly in your head thinking, what can I do? What can I do? So you start to lose your identity. Yeah. You start to lose who you actually are because of the circumstances that you're actually going through. That is so true. And I saw it like before my eyes, you know, mm. um, just being real with you. I remember that to me, it didn't matter if you won or lost because either way, something was happening at the end of it. Yeah. Kenji was going out, he was drinking. I didn't know what was happening. And that brought up a loss of identity kind of in me as well, where it's like, I want to be strong and I want to be supportive, but I can't be supportive to someone if they're not being supportive for themselves. Mm. And I've always been like that from a young age. Like I know that when people are down or up, like that dopamine feeling, um, you either want to carry it on or you need it back in some way. And I think a huge challenge for me being in this world is knowing that like, that's not Kenji. Like Kenji doesn't do that stuff. But as you said, like you're surrounded by people and then you want to distract yourself that you then start going out, you start drinking, you start putting yourself in situations which aren't of service to you. And then sooner or later, look what happens. You start actually becoming that person to a point of you don't even know what's right or wrong anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? It's really true what you're saying. And like you said, you like we've discussed before, it's like you lose your identity of who you really are mm -hmm. because you place into this world, you see things so much different. You've got a lot of resources behind you to actually go and do explore. Mm -hmm. You know, you have so much things and and as and as footballers, you know, when you win, it's like, all right, we're gonna go and celebrate the win. You know, and when we lose, it's like, okay, I need to go, what can I do to get my mind off this loss? What can I do to get my mind off not playing well? What can I do to get my mind off the circumstance that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And that is where it's like, it's both ways. Like you said, it's both ways, but like, just to ask you on that, like, how did you handle that? But also like you seeing that in me, like why, why do you feel like you didn't tell me at that time? So I feel like- But did you see it also at that time? 
So I feel like I saw it and I told you, yeah. but the Kenji that I was speaking to wasn't the person that I knew. So he wasn't receiving it in the way that I was meaning it. Yeah. So I remember a few times, like you'd drive from Swansea and you'd come to Manchester and maybe I hadn't seen you in two weeks. Now, these two weeks, I was the person that you were messaging after training. I was the person that you were ringing when training didn't go well or training went good. Like you're celebrating your successes and also your challenges, but on the weekend, you're going to come home and you're not going to be with me. And instead, you're going to go out with your boys and drink um, and do things that other footballers were doing because you wanted to be a part of the hype. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you wouldn't go out and be with uh, be with your people, that wasn't the problem for me. The problem was who you became in that circumstance. Mm -hmm. And when I tried to tell you, or when I tried to show you, because then you were out of that circumstance, you were out of the, around the people, you didn't even know it was you. You couldn't even see the wrong that you were doing, or you'd say, oh, it's just once, it's just twice. And for me, like consistency is the biggest thing, you know? So it was more of, how am I going to get through this and how are we going to change this rather than how was I going to handle it? Because it's very clear that I didn't handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I wasn't, um, I didn't accept things just because oh, that's the way the world should be. Yeah. Because I saw a lot of women turn an eye to it or get involved in the same behavior just in a different way. And I was like, that's never going to be me. Like, I still need to remember who I am, what my morals are, what my values are, and also what my personality is and not dim that down um, for anyone. But there was yeah. times where I felt like I need to, or was the, there was times where I felt like if we went in a certain situation or environment, if I was my true self, like you wouldn't be cool with it. I don't know if you experienced that as well. Like, what, what do you mean by that? Just the specific. Like, but, ju but just before we go into that, like what you said there is really is really true. And also a little bit like to go back to that time about when you said um, about the time where I went back to Manchester, for example. Mm -hmm. So all the pressures of Swansea, where I was and on a, alone and stuff like that, my life was only revolved around me. Mm -hmm. right I only really thought about myself but when I went back to Manchester I was like right I need to see my family I need to see my friends and obviously I need to see Bella as well mm -hmm. not to put you last mm -hmm. but just that that was the three that I needed to go and do right mm -hmm. and and I was like right how am I going to manage it so Saturday night I'm going to go be with my family mm -hmm. Friday night I'm going to be uh no Friday night I'm going to be with my family Saturday night I'm going to go out with my friends and Sunday no Sunday I'll be with my family Friday I'll be with you Friday night for example right so I would manage it in a way that I would see everybody in the same way but I would say it in a way like now nah, Bella's coming to see me next week anyway so it's all right and that's right what and I that's mean where with, it's like with players still prioritizing themselves yeah because even if I was your girlfriend at that point we were together for such a long time mm. that I should be a priority in that situation. And I know you think, okay, well, I've only got several priorities, so I'm going to go manage this. But if you, if I hadn't seen you for a long time mm -hmm. and I wanted to be with you, like four hours made me feel like I wasn't a priority because everyone else had so much more time. And the time that I did have with you, it would be like, okay, I'd come round on a Sunday you'd be hungover from the night before and I'd be with your family. Like I didn't get my me and you time. Mm -hmm. So in order to get my me and you time, I had to travel 
on a train after school for four hours for two days to come back. And I never felt that that was appreciated or reciprocated in a way because you thought, well, that's what players' girlfriends do. That's just the life that I live. And I chose that. I'm not saying that I didn't. And I and I loved coming to, coming to see you. But at the same time, there was a difference between you coming back to Manchester and me come to Swansea with just our relationship. Yeah. I think I think what you said there is is still it's still to me like looking back at that time it's still like it's not about priorities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just about I need to manage my time and how I'm going to manage it. Right? So that's how my my thought process was going back there. It wasn't like that that they need they're getting more time or they're getting more time. It's just like this is what I'm doing and that's just that. You know what I mean? And and that's where I kind of like it was just all about me. Yeah. And this is where this is where it's like most footballers live their life thinking that they're the priority, how I feel matters, how I feel and how I'm going through the situation matters mm-hmm. the most. And it's like you have to support me, but what about me supporting you? And you know, and that's where and that's where you go through life and you start to see things from a different perspective. And now, you know, when you're doing your self-development and getting aware of who you are internally then you start to see the rewards on the outside and see how your life's actually changing. Right. So the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you're consistently managing time between friends, family, and your partner, everyone has an equal split. Whereas where I was already in my brain and where I knew that I wanted to go was to be your partner for life. And therefore I saw you as my equal. Mm -hmm. So did I also want to see your family? Yes. Did I also want to see your friends? Yes. But I also wanted to, to see you and have quality time with you. But that also made me feel like less of a priority in different areas of your life as well. Mm. So it wasn't just like, okay, time. I don't have the I don't have the, the biggest amount of time, but it was more of like I then saw me last too family and friends and that's what but I felt that's, at that point but that's your feeling internally for right. you yeah. you know what I mean so you had to deal with that yourself yeah because that's not my intention right, right? my intention isn't to make you feel any less than mm-hmm. but at the end of the day that was something that you've now understood doing your self-development work that it came from yourself mm-hmm. because this has got nothing to do with me you know what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. and and this is where and this is where you know when you when you're looking back at that time like it, that's just what it is to me. Like it can't be something where I'm going to have to take responsibility, even though I take responsibility for my actions that I actually did, mm-hmm. but it's, my, it's about taking responsibility for how I made you feel not right. In that's that, because that is, because that is something that's on you. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? The self, the self-worth comes from yourself. Yeah. doesn't come from somebody else telling you, Oh, Bella, you're amazing. Oh, this is your, your lit. But now who you are now is, is, is what it is. Yeah, no, I hear, I hear you. Uh, and obviously we've evolved and as we evolve, we also change as well. Uh, and I think that when we look back at that time, we're obviously different people than we are today, but mm. the people that we are today developed from that person, yeah. right? And I had to look inwards, yes, and actually ask myself, okay, then why do I not feel like a priority? And the reason that I didn't feel like a priority was because like everything was on, was on you. Like even any conversation that I would go and have with my own family and friends, it would be like, so how can, how's Kenji's football? Like how's Kenji playing? And you know, where do you think he's going to go to next? And like, for me, I've always been your biggest supporter. So I've always like been there. And at the time I didn't feel like this, but just looking back, uh, I can understand how I was. And it was more of like, 
hello? Like, wow. do you want to ask me how I am? Do you want to ask me what I'm about to do? Like, mm-hmm. but that never, that never came around. And even today, when I have conversation with players and even their wives, they never ever ask, how are you? Yeah. How's your business doing? How's your family doing? Because it's all about you. Yeah. And I know that it's never intentional. And I know that people that I brought it up to can check themselves on it. But that isn't nice for a, for a player's wife, a partner, girlfriend, significant other, because it makes them feel less than. Like if you never get asked about yourself and someone's always asking about you, you're going to feel like, hey, he's the priority here, you know? Mm-hmm. So you start to believe that he's the priority. So right. you start to act like he's the priority. Exactly. And the, the decisions that you make is like he's the priority. So exactly. it's, it, it, I get I get what you're saying and, and it's so true with what you're saying. You can see it clearly in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the football world as it is. Like I can see a lot of examples where you see that sort of stuff. But the only thing, you know, the thing that is for me, it's like, you know, you get taught that from such a young age mm-hmm. that you are the priority. Mm-hmm. You know, you get taught that from six years old. Mm-hmm. I started when I was six. Yeah. And then you're getting told that like, you need to look after this. You need to look after your body. You're the, no, you can't have a girlfriend because it's distraction. You can't, you know, you, so you get all these beliefs that you're, so you are the priority. Mm-hmm. So you start to walk as the priority. Yes. And I started, I really did believe that I, I believe, I still believe now to a certain extent that I have a certain obligation mm-hmm. and a certain, um, um, not pride, but a certain um, a certain feeling that I that I should be priority. You know, not to say that I am. You know, that I'm getting, I'm working towards that. Yeah. But when you get told that from the, for your whole life, yeah. like that is something that you start to embody. The yeah. same way you embodied your priority, yeah. I embodied. I am priority. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? And I think it's you've got to take personal responsibility for that. By the way, like you've got to be the priority of your own life. Do I think that you're a career right now is a priority over mine? No. Mm. But a lot of people and even you would say, well, yeah, because right now this is the moves that we've got to make. And as one, I get that. But hey, look at the moves that I've got to make in my business in order for us to continue to go the way that we desire to go as well. right? So I think that as significant others, as partners, it's important for you to recognize that they do think that they are a priority because they've been told that and they've been nurtured into that. But a communication rather than just being in the behavior has gone a very, very long way. Like a man never, ever wants to put his woman down. Like the man will do anything to make his woman happy, which is why even their career could be a priority because then they're like, okay, well, if I make this happen, then she's going to get the dream house. She's going to get the dream car. She's going to have the bags. But the truth is like, we actually don't want any of that. We want one-on-one connection time for you to be like, I love you. I see you. I hear you. But when someone doesn't see and hear past what that conversation is about football and you've not even took time to speak about her dreams and what she desires and you're not supporting her in them right now because you think you're that much of a priority, that's when people have to really check themselves because that is not the truth. God created everyone equal, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're equal to me, that means that our destinies are equal as well. So whatever path we go to get there, we got to support each other's path, but that doesn't mean that someone has to sacrifice. I believe sacrifice is a choice when women sacrifice their own 
dream because if they wanted a dream so much, you find a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that simple. But people overcomplicate it. Don't know where the next contract's going to be. Are we out of contract? Where's this next money going to come from? When in fact... And the biggest thing that they say also is like, football's a short career, so I'm going to invest it in that. And then when he's done, then I'm going to invest in myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, but life is about living now. You know, you got to live it now. And the way I see it now, I always wanted, I always wanted my wife to be home, to, to do the things that I desired for them to do and how I wanted it. And that's just me being vulnerable and true right now with what I'm saying. But now I've seen a different side to it, what I really truly want. You know, I want somebody to really stand there and be their own. I want somebody that really owns their own business and, and really make an impact in this world in their own way. Mm-hmm. And not just not just making me the priority, but making themselves a priority. Mm-hmm. And that to me is 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 winning. Yeah. You know, me seeing you win makes me feel like I'm winning. Yeah. So, but if if I'd still had that mindset of before mm-hmm. of how I used to think, me winning would feel like we're both winning. But you winning would just be like, yeah, that's it's, yeah, I would I'm not winning. You know, like I'm not winning. If you would win, like I wouldn't feel like I was winning. Like, honestly, I think that when I was younger, like it always made me feel less than two. Like I realized like if you won and you got that extra bonus, just for example, Mm. I would be very conscious that you just got an extra bonus and I've got nothing to do with it, but you still see us as like, this is, this is us to us together. But at that point, Kenji, like I wasn't, I wasn't engaged to you. Like I didn't know for sure where we were going, even though in my heart, I really did. Like at that stage, it doesn't feel like that to a woman. It makes her feel like, okay, because he's now doing all of this stuff. So I'm going to be perfect at home and do X, Y, and Z. And it's not just me that, that felt that. Like I speak to so many people that feel like you've got, as a woman, you have to have a purpose to every single day. Uh, And as a woman, God gave you a purpose to fulfill uh, in your life, you know, as well. But what would you suggest a woman that is feeling like this, but also being conflicted with feeling like, obviously I've got my children, I've got my thing going on. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say to that woman that does have a dream? They have that dream there, Mm -hmm. but it's like, still this like, no, my my man's the priority sort of thing. His career is is first. Like Mm -hmm. I need to support, I need to go and watch him on the weekends. Like, Mm Saturday, he plays Saturday, Tuesday. Like I've got no time for myself. Yeah. I, he's got the Champions League on Tuesday, the the game on the Sunday or whatever. Even in the even in the the league, it's like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you tell that woman that does have a dream though? Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you bring children into the mix of it, then time does become a thing. Like I know that you there is a certain seasons of your life where you may not be all in on business because you may be, your focus may be on the children. The biggest thing is, it doesn't matter if you've got children, you've not got children. What matters is, are you doing something that makes you happy every single day? If that is you being with the kids and having lunch and dinner all prepared and set up and that makes you feel like, yes, like I won today, then do your thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Like I'm happy that you feel that way But if you're a woman that has the kids, that has the partner and everything is going well, but you still very unfulfilled, Mm. then that is an issue. That's an issue. And if you feel like that right now, I would highly recommend to find out 
what your why is and to discover um, the, the start of developing your purpose. And then honestly, like hire a coach and mentor to support you in getting there mm. because can you do it on your own? Yes, but having someone that's been there that's done it is going to save you trial and error, mistakes that you can then spend with your family if you want. But don't complain that this life is tough and therefore you can't do your dream when people are doing way more with so much less, you know? And if if you're going to complain about it, do something with it. Mm. If you're not going to do anything, just please stop complaining because there's other people that are putting their all in with such little opportunities, such little resources. Mm. And I understand that's a shift in mindset and not making everyone wrong. It's like a real big shift in perspective. But if you look at where your perspective is and look at where someone else is and what they're doing and what you could be doing, you can see that you can win very, very, very fast. Yeah. You know, it's important. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with that. And even when you said like be happy every single day. Mm-hmm. Like even in when, as a footballer, it's like you got to live day to day. What will make you happy today? And live it day by day because if you don't live it day by day, then you're going to look at, I didn't play on Saturday, so I'm going to take it out on the whole week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I see that I'm not playing on a Saturday, so today's ruined. You know, so it's like taking it day by day and really seeing where can I get the most out of today and how can I spend my time in getting the most out of today. If that's going to the park with your children, go to the park with your children. If that's going on a date with your, your wife or, or, or your, your girlfriend, go and do that. If that's going home to see your family, go and do that. Like it's something that of other things that you can actually think about how you can make the most and be happy in your day. Because what you said there is, is something that's so important to be fulfilled each and every single day. Yeah, love that. I want to go deeper into yeah. um, our relationship more because I think that, on the outside or even when we speak to people, people can think, oh, it's easy for you. Yeah. But it's not always been easy for us. What would you say was your most vulnerable relation, um, vulnerable time in our relationship so far? Um, you've caught me off guard here. <laughs> you caught me off guard. Um, let me do. think, let me think the most vulnerable moment where I had to be my true self, you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more of the time where I can't think of a specific moment or a specific time, mm-hmm. but it was the time where we kind of grew apart. Mm-hmm. It was a time when we grew apart and I was trying to get you back mm-hmm. into my life. So I was coming up, to going to your house and, and no, I do remember it now. And it was a time where <laughs> it was a time where uh, you broke up with me. You said you didn't really want anything to do with me anymore, sort of thing. And I remember going up to your apartment, and um, um, and I came up to you, and I was basically begging for you to come back to me. Mm-hmm. And I was basically saying like, I'm so sorry for for what it really was, and that took so much pride out of me, mm-hmm. like to think that I felt in my heart like. I've just lost the woman of my dreams, Mm -hmm. the woman that supported me through everything, the woman that really was there through all the ups and downs of where I am in life so far. And then to hear her say like, no, how you treating me is just, that's not how, that's how, how it's not going to roll anymore. Mm -hmm. That moment to just open up to you and have to say like, baby, you know, I'm so sorry. I've got no words, Mm -hmm. but also to say, please take me back was such a, 
Because I'm that guy that's like, no, she's coming back anyway. Mm. In that moment, right? Mm. Like me back then was like, nah, I'm the guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the guy. And and that's even thinking back to that time, like it took so much, like even driving to your house, I was like looking up to the sky, like praying God, like God, just whatever I'm supposed to do here. Like even back then, like I was like, even with God back then, I'm in, I'm having conversations. Got He's got my back to be fair. But, but for when you said, like I'm not even upset right now. Like I'm not even hurt right now. Mm. I'm I'm like it's fine. Mm. But just know, like it's not gonna. Like, yeah, and I think that's a big factor with what you said because you said that I didn't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah, and it wasn't that I didn't want to have anything to do with you. It's just like we weren't gonna be it anymore, yeah. and you needed to accept. understand and accept that. Yeah. and the truth was like. I actually got to a point of so much acceptance. Like, this is just my journey. Like I'd already realized like there'd been so many times where I'd been knocked down. I was just like, I get it. Like it's a part of where mm. I'm going. And I didn't know if that was gonna be back with you or not. But at that time I was like, I'm not getting back with him. So I think my most vulnerable moment was wow. actually coming back to you. Wow. Because I thought if I've done all this work, on my oh, own. Oh yeah, I remember. That if I stand for women being treated well, and after what I'd seen what happened to my mom and my dad, and I thought if I come back in this situation and it goes wrong, I've not let myself down, I've let my family down because I wanna break something that's been getting passed on from generations. Wow. But for me, like I really did know that your soul was connected like to mine. You know, it was mm -hmm. like, I never felt, I never fell out of love with you. Like the love was always there. It's just the vulnerable moment when I moved back in with you mm. and I moved in with you and I thought, okay, I have to be strong in this situation. Like I can't bring any down or negative moments to this relationship because I'm going to make that not work then. And I wanted it so bad to work, you know, like we'd been apart from like, you know, a, a year and a little bit. And like, I'd seen what was on scene and I didn't want anything that was on scene. And I knew that because kind of, and now I look back, like God kind of closed my eyes to anything else, like nothing else felt right to me than to be with you. So I knew that, okay, I need to work on myself. And as I was working on myself, that's when we kind of came back together. Um, and then honestly, like, I just think it was like the biggest blessing in disguise because it was like a brand new relationship with this person that I loved. I already knew. I already knew what he'd been going through, what he'd gone through. And now it was like, no, this is time to build you up and for me to still be the exact same person that I was prior to anything happening and like to, to where I was in that moment, I just said like, I'm gonna give it my all because that's mm -hmm. the mentality that I have with anything. And I think that people in relationships, definitely in the football world too, when they try and get back together and they create toxicity or it doesn't work out, it's because they've not forgiven or they've not processed or they've not released it themselves. And therefore the holding on to all of this anger when they need to, have a higher consciousness of what actually happened in the first place. Like, do yeah. I honestly believe that you did anything intentionally to hurt me? Not one bit did it hurt me yet. But if the intention wasn't there, you know, we say everything's got intention with it. Yeah. If the intention wasn't there, then I know like 
Kenj, listen, like, you messed up. I'm really sorry for whatever is going on in your life right now, but like, this is really impacting and affecting me. And therefore, like, you're really going to have to change. Yeah. And you changed before I got back with you. And I didn't just get back with you. I saw how was he going to be because I wanted to see that consistency of with or without me, you've got to be the same person. With or without me, you've got to have the morals and the values yeah. of who you want to be when you're with me. And then I, we, we waited and we saw that happen and we saw it evolve. Um, and then obviously when we got back into the relationship, like it was a lot easier for me because I saw you weren't actually the same person. Like you've really put me first in a lot of things. You made me feel so loved. And I think it was just like something that was really, really needed. Wow. Wow. And it's even just you saying it brings back so many memories from back then. But the biggest thing is, you know, like it's a process. Mm -hmm. It's really a process. You know, if anybody is going through this certain type of situation or or is going through a situation where uh, they're in a relationship sort of thing, like it is a process. It's not just going to be good overnight. Like it's mm -hmm. something that you have to work on every single day, but also do take it day by day. Mm -hmm. Like celebrate the little wins that you do like that's how I got that's how I did it mm -hmm. you know I started to celebrate the little wins you know like for example like the like for you to come to come to come for a drink with me or something for you to to then open the door to me and have a smile on your face I'd celebrate the little wins mm -hmm. rather than looking at oh she doesn't want you know because you can easily go back in into that like me looking back at that time right now, like I literally had to celebrate little wins. And that's how, and that's what my dad told me as well. You know, you need to really, these little wins are important because if you don't celebrate these little wins, you're going to be focused on the other side. And that's when you're going to think, leave it. Yeah. Because it's it's so easy. Well, let's not say easy, but it's, it's because I'm not that guy that, that will give up, mm -hmm. right? For something that he desires and wants. Yeah, I love that about you. But, but it would have got to a certain point where I would have said, all right, hands off. Mm -hmm. And it did get to a point like that. Mm -hmm. It did get to a point of, you know what, this isn't really going to go anywhere. Like, and then it's, and then it's up for, for you to then say, no, okay, you bring that step closer. And then I bring that step closer mm -hmm. and then we can sort of bring it together again, yeah. rather, you know, and that's, you know, bringing back, it brings back so many memories and times of, of even that time. But just somebody that is going through that situation, just really celebrate these little wins because mm -hmm. that's how you're going to get through this process that you're actually going through. Yeah, 100%. And I think, as you said, a relationship is two people. Like one person can't just be taking that step. Mm. You know, you may have fell down a couple steps and I may be like, oh, up oh, now waiting for you. You're going to have to come up those steps. Yes, yeah. but like a relationship is two people. And therefore, I love how you said that like, I then took that step because I think that's what's missing. Like two people have to then come back together. Uh, and I wish that we had all day because i definitely would have gone into some funny yeah, I've stories got some, i've got i've got loads now we could uh, we could definitely go into into them another time with that so moving on of course we've evolved um and i couldn't be more thankful for the person that you are you're so committed to yourself and your own growth uh, that just really supports our relationship in growing as well what would you say is like the biggest strength in our relationship um love <laughs> i think we've realized that love conquers all when you start making decisions from a place of love like you can't lose and when you start speaking from a place of love you can't lose either mm -hmm. so i think love when you start to live through love i think that's that's kind of the key mm -hmm. you know and also what i would say like the biggest thing for us 
the biggest thing is is God. Mm-hmm. I think it's like we've realized that why we are here on this earth yeah. and what we are actually placed on this earth to do mm-hmm. and and who we actually are. Yeah. You know, so so it's so important to to know who you are, where you came from, and start to live your life through that because it's like me, you, and God. It's like a triangle. And once you start to realize that, you can, you know, you're more powerful than anything. Because mm-hmm. that's the goal and that's the and that's where we want to desire to get to. Yeah, I love that. I think the biggest strength that I see that's so unique is that yes, you've got football. And that football, which is why I was speaking about opportunities and to grasp the moment with where you are, like we're such on the same vibe Mm. and we're such on the same mission with that. And when you said God's in the middle of everything, it's so true. Like I never even wanted to be in the football world. Like I didn't even care at one point about this world like I was just like this is so fake I can't deal with these service level conversations like get me back to my friends Mm -hmm. and where we've actually evolved and where we've grown to and now we're both on this same mission where you are super passionate about football as being their best selves on and off the pitch and I'm super passionate about the significant others actually going after their own dreams and their own desires like we only actually noticed a month ago that that's what we were doing and we looked and I thought oh my days like we're so strong not because what we're doing but because of the one common mission that we're on like (laughs) you can't get stronger than that Uh, and I think that's something that I really uh, appreciate I'm so grateful because no matter what I'm doing in my business, I can ask you a question. It's going to benefit you. No matter what you're doing, it's benefiting me. Um, No matter what connections or new person that we've just um, met or spoken to, they've, you know, they've got the other half because of it. So I think that it's so beautiful. And, you know, I just, I'm so blessed. And I thank God every single day that like we've gotten to this place um, of where we are uh, and I'm just so excited it's, with where we've got to go. It's actually crazy what you're saying because I just want to go into that a little bit of when you said about like you didn't really want this. This is not what it wasn't a desire. Like my business is not what I really like. It's not me that wants mm-hmm. that, right? It's not me. I just want to be the best footballer. I just want to focus on football and just be, be on football. That's it. I love football. That's my love. And that's why I realized that our lives are so much bigger. Our lives, our purposes are so much bigger than just football. And I feel like every single player has a story. Every single player has a mission. Every single player has something they've been through to inspire others to be their best. Yeah. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because God has given me this not for, for, no, re- not for, any re- not for no reason. Mm-hmm. So I actually want to listen. And I want to take it into action and make a platform like Conversations with Kenji where players can come and share their story. Mm -hmm. And I want to create a community like On The Ball Squad for the guys to come together and really be their vulnerable self Mm -hmm. and be who they truly are. You know, we wear masks, we pretend to be someone that we're not. This is a place where you can be you. Mm -hmm. So you can work through your challenges, but also celebrate your success. It's a lonely world. It's a lonely world. But when we stick together, it becomes more easier. And it becomes somewhere when we're all on the same vibe. So it doesn't matter where you play because we're people, we're humans. It doesn't matter what level you're playing at. Mm-hmm. We're all on one goal yeah. to be your best on and off the pitch. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with your talent no. because your talent can get you to so- somewhere. Mm-hmm. But this is to do with the person that you are. Mm-hmm. Are you the best person that you can be? Mm-hmm. Are you the best player that you can be? Mm-hmm. 
And that's where you have to come from every single day and ask yourself, assess your life, assess it. Yeah. And if you are a footballer, listen to this, come and join the squad. Definitely. Come and be with like-minded footballers on the same mission and the same vibe as you. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, I think that like a quote that you always say that you made up yourself is like, football is your dream uh, and transformation is your purpose. And yeah. it's just so good how a dream can then for start fulfilling um, a purpose because football is not here for the rest of your life and a purpose is ever evolving and ever growing. And therefore that's why footballers, when they stop the career, they're like, okay, does my life end now? No, a purpose is always evolving. A purpose is always growing. Mm. Uh, and I hope that, I hope and I pray that our purpose continues to evolve and grow um, together. Where do you see um, us going together? Like what do you, what goals do you have for us? I think our goals, like individually and collectively, like our goals are all together, I feel like because we do our goals together and we understand like all our goals are together. So I just wanted to make that clear before I speak. But it's kind of like to just be for our business to, to just flourish, to make a massive impact in the world that we actually live in, mm -hmm. you know, to see people players being their best selves like that is my goal like just to, to play at the highest level but also for me to support players in their journey mm -hmm. and then to see you supporting their wives like that would just me be my vision like there's so much visions of visions that I have on that like events and stuff like that but yeah. like that is my main vision for us like mm -hmm. just to continue on our journey to keep inspiring and also to kind of show that it's okay to talk yeah it's all right to talk about your story like I don't see it enough I don't see players talking about the stuff that they're going through. There's not one. So I'm like, I just want to get, get out there. Like, like why not? Mm -hmm. why, why speak about the things that are putting people down or try and say, oh, he's lucky and all this in the change room that you hear. Mm -hmm. Now let's speak about real life stuff that we're actually facing. Yeah. Let's speak about how you're truly feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling worthy right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling like appreciated right now. The coach isn't really appreciating me right now. Mm -hmm. And then we can start working through it. Mm -hmm. Because if you just putting a mask on and pretending to be strong when you're not or pretending to be somebody that you're not like you're just gonna lose so true i think that's my mission anyway <laughs> love it uh did you see how he said that we were together because obviously we're each other's priority now <laughs> um i think that the goals that i have for us is to really change the perception uh of the football world and that starts with anyone in the football world, uh, changing how they see themselves and changing the way that they act uh, in order to really be their true selves, like live from their heart and continue to understand that there's a soul inside of you that's got a purpose and for you to go onto that um, destiny. And of course, we love to support you in getting there. Uh, and I think another goal is for us to have a family, of course, mm -hmm. and to continue- Hopefully on. get married. Oh yeah, keep thinking it. I keep thinking that we're we really forget. Married. Yeah, I know it's weird, isn't it? For us to get married, uh, for us to get baptized, we still need to. Um, yeah. For us to have children, and for us to be able to actually form and build something that we're able to also look after our families and really not just our families now, but the families that come after us as well, like to really build uh, a legacy is something that mm. I desire to do with, with yeah. my life. Like God gave us one life, and I'm gonna live it. Yeah. Full out.
And like, I'm just so passionate about not just showing it with finances or stuff like that. It's showing your life journey. You know, that is your testimony. That is something that you built up. And that's why it's so important to live your true self because you didn't go through the things that you went through for no reason. Mm -hmm. You went through the things that you went through for a purpose and you are right, you right now are fulfilling that purpose mm -hmm. to your life because you are sharing the things that you've gone through for good. Yeah. Right. And that's what every, a lot of people are don't have things in themselves that they want to share, but they're just holding back because something's resisting them. So I just want them to really take that step forward into mm -hmm. just sharing their truth, share what you believe in, and really just be that testimony in somebody's life because that's the goal. The life is to, in life, you got to love people for who they are and love people to push them to be their best selves. Yeah, I love it. And I'm so thankful that you don't hold me back and you really, really support me. And I'm so, you know, thankful for you committing to be your best self because that enables me to basically be my best self so happy anniversary I love you uh, I'm so happy to hear further conversations that we have together and hopefully we that we can share more um as well yeah thank you so much for having me on happy anniversary baby <laughs> you said some really amazing stuff and I hope that everybody really did um, enjoy it mm -hmm. and also learn from it and starts to implement the things in their life that can really make a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. But I thank you again for doing what you're doing because you're not just inspiring the people listening, you're inspiring me every single day to continue to do what I'm doing. And I really couldn't do this without you. So I thank you for that and uh, I love you. That's the goal. I love you too. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, you know, opening up conversations with your partner is an amazing way to get to know them more. Uh, I still learn things about Kenji today that I have not known for 11 years. Uh, so in order to help you with doing this, I've created a free resource for you called Date Night Discussions, which includes questions for you and your partner to ask each other on your next date night out. So enjoy to get your copy now. Go to Isabella. Isabellalevy.com forward slash date night and download it there.